Hi, thank you for tuning into this short story episode of the Digital Nomad Stories podcast. Over the past months, I've interviewed a lot of digital nomads and I've learned so much from all of them. I wanted to highlight some of the key insights I got from all the interviews released so far. So I decided to release a 10 to 15 minute short story episode every Thursday, in addition to the full interviews that go live every Monday. Hey Nomads, I have another good short story episode for you, at least I think it's a good one because this is my favorite part of the interview I did with Satu Makinen. She is an entrepreneur from Finland and she built her business like partly based in Finland and the other part of the year she was based in Italy at the time that we were recording this. When she started her business, she was like 50-50 half of the year based in Paris. So she built her business almost 100% remotely. In this part of the interview, we go into how how she actually built her business remotely. Like, did this work against her or was it maybe even easier to build her business? Some pros and cons. And then the biggest part of, of this short story episode, we will go into work-life balance. Like, does that exist? Is it a myth? Um, how can you make sure that you don't work 24-7? This is a very valuable episode. I wish... I would have listened to this episode before I started my business because uh, when I started my business, I was living in Hanoi. Um, I booked an Airbnb for myself and basically just locked myself in, in my Airbnb and just worked. And it was lonely and it was not fun at all. In hindsight, I don't think it was a good idea because when you have zero work-life balance, then that also means that you show up in a different way in your business, I think. So I know that this episode is going to be huge, especially when you're wanting to start a business or if you struggle with burnout, if you have been through some mental health challenges. I think this is just a really good episode with some tips that Satu and I can give you on how to make sure that you don't go absolutely crazy. <laughs> So yeah, I hope this is helpful. Enjoy. This is my favorite part of my interview with Satu Makinen. How is it to do everything or almost everything remote from, mm -hmm. uh, from Italy? Do you feel like it is the same if you would be in Finland or if you would be in Italy? Or do you feel like it makes things maybe slightly more complicated? Definitely what I do like daily... On a daily basis, whatever I do is very simple because in any case, I would be remote to most things that I do. Even within Finland, if I would call to another city, to another brand owner or um, from Finland to Iceland, there's always time difference. So it's still like there's, I mean, I don't think it would change a lot. My work wouldn't change a lot. And actually, sometimes it's a bit simpler to be on the same time zone with, with the most countries. So Sweden, Denmark and Norway are on the same time zone with Italy. So the only difference I would have to Finland is one hour less and Iceland to the other direction. What I find is funny is that um, it's not really about the time zone difference. It's more of a culture difference. Finnish people start to work really early. And then on top of that, you have the time difference. So basically... For my time in Italy, people work from, let's say, 7 to 3. 
And here locally, people work from like 10 to 7 in the evening or more or less. So it's like, it's really funny to try to put these lives together sometimes. But yeah, this is something quite, quite maybe about the nomad life in general as well, where we're going to probably talk about that more. But that's kind of interesting to see about the work cultures, how they're different in different countries. Right. So how do you handle that? What does a typical day for you look like? And I think it might be very different in the busy time uh, of the year than, you know, when maybe you're less busy because you just had the event. Mm. Uh, but like right now, how how would you say that a typical day for you would look like? Mm, well, quite normal. Can I say that? Obviously, when we're two of us working from home, then we try to obviously manage the room situation when we have podcast recordings or we have you know important meetings or things like this but otherwise I always try to work pretty much the same hours so that it kind of makes sense for the for the life here as well so I do work roughly from nine to six more or less and then depending on the day if, if it's really chill time and it's not the very busy time I might take an afternoon off and go to the beach or if I'm the one doing the tough work, then I sometimes take the evening and edit an episode or, or you know, catch up mm -hmm. on emails or anything I have to do. So it really based on what's the time. But more or less, I try to keep the same timings that the locals and my partner and kind of balance the life in that, that way as well. Mm -hmm. What about you? How do you, how do you work? That is a very good question. So I also tend to work the same hours as my partner just because it's the easiest mm. thing to do. Recently, I started to take Wednesdays off because I tend to overwork. Mm. Um, Welcome to the club. Yeah, it's, I think it's an entrepreneurship problem. Honestly. <laughs> I think so. Or maybe, maybe also just like the hustle culture that we live in. I think maybe it's a more a society problem that mm. it's normal to work a lot. Um, so I've been trying for like two years to work half days mm. or at least some days, half days. And it doesn't work for me, at least like I, I cannot stop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really sound like a work junkie now. And I kind of am like, it's very difficult for me to stop and just do nothing, just chill when my partner is still working. and. Then I decided to test this idea mm. of taking Wednesdays off. So I only had three Wednesdays off and one Wednesday was actually a Tuesday. Uh, I switched the days around. So I don't know, like so far, so good. I find it personally easier to just wake up in the morning and tell myself I am not working today instead of working and then telling myself, okay, now you got to stop and go do something else because it's 2 p.m. or something like that. So, yeah, I don't know. So far, so good. So I was uh, trying to work four days a week, which sometimes works, sometimes doesn't. And yeah, I usually start work a little bit later than my partner, actually. <laughs> he usually <laughs> starts like 7.45 and I usually start 8.30-ish, I think on a typical day. And... Then I finish up work also relatively early, probably between 4.30 and 5.30. Yeah, I actually agree with this one that, you know, 
for me, it's the same. Like, it's easier to say, okay, I take whole day off. Like today, I'm not doing anything. I just focus on the relaxing, taking care of myself, whatever it is, than getting into something and then stopping. Uh, then you always feel like, oh, but I have still this and this and this. And then in the end, just the rest of the day. Thing. Yes. Exactly. And then the rest of the day, you kind of stress anyway. So it's like, you know, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't work like this. Yeah. Same. Yes, absolutely. Did did you find anything else that works for the overworkers, the workaholics here uh, listening to this podcast, and um, including myself, of course? I'm just mm. this is I ask this question not for a friend, but literally for me. Yeah, it's a hard question, and I absolutely think. I mean, I've been close to burnouts enough times that I kind of recognize myself like, okay, now it's going way too far and I really need a holiday. I really need a break. I need just a day off, for example. So I've learned to realize where my limits are. And that's, I think, good first start for everyone to realize where, where are they limits? Yeah. I think also it can be hard when you're really passionate about what you do. And you really love what you do when it's your own business. You also want it to do well. And that also rewards you. That gives you so much. Then it's, it can be really hard to separate work and life. And sometimes you cannot really. You might have the similar people in your life. Also, otherwise, they might be your friends. There's a lot of other, other things as well. But uh, I heard lately about, I don't know, it was in another podcast, I think, that instead of work-life balance, we could work towards work-life integration in a way that we would really try to make them also work together. And maybe that's something we can think about how to make that work. I like that. Hmm. I definitely like that. I think work-life balance, it's tough. I don't know if it exists, to be honest, because sometimes I also think like one day Work-life balance means a little of work and a lot of, like, life. (laughs) And other days, it's completely the other way around. For me, at least. uh, And sometimes it's also not possible, right? It's not like I wake up, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to work. And then I do nothing. That's usually not what happens. But sometimes I work a little bit less and sometimes a little bit more. Or sometimes I don't want to work and I have to. But I like the integration part because... Especially when you work from home, there's, there is already an integration, if, whether you want it or not. Mm. It's, it, it's so close together uh, and work is such a huge part of life for so many people, which might be good, might be bad, I don't know. Mm. Uh, I think it's neutral, it's not necessarily good or bad, but um, thinking about how you integrate it, I think is interesting. Yeah, and it's kind of like, And anytime we talk about work-life balance, it kind of makes you feel like, okay, so work is the bad and then I need to compensate with the life that that's the good. And I feel like if that's the beginning where we start from, there's already something wrong. You know, I wish everybody could at least make, no matter what is the job or work they're doing, that the work is also something exciting and worth of having part of the life itself as well. Why we use the word work is perhaps more that it's more consuming in a way. And then life would actually give you back the energy, kind of. Right. So that work is more draining the energy. And with life, you're getting, gaining energy. Mm. This is getting so deep, but. (laughs) 
Mm, yes. But interesting, interesting topic. Yeah. Especially for digital nomads, because mm. I think for digital nomads, work and life are even, even closer together because you bring your work into your lifestyle. Like there is no other way. You literally bring your laptop with you yeah. when you travel, <laughs> which always sounded like, honestly, this sounded like the dream to me. And I know for so many people, it sounds like the dream. You can work anywhere you want. Yeah. And, and then you're with like, your screen and then you miss the people and, you know, like there's right. so many things that come up as well. I still love it. I still would always choose the freedom to move over anything necessarily physical. But uh, yeah, definitely it brings challenges of its own. Definitely. Because it also means that you can work anywhere, anytime. Mm. So it brings, yeah, definitely brings new, new, new problems. When I was traveling recently in the Canary Islands, when I was working, I was feeling guilty because I was not exploring. And when I was exploring, I was feeling guilty because I was not working. Oh my God, that sounds so familiar. All nomads who feel the same, please raise your hand right now. Yeah, it's, um, that's, that's also difficult. So my solution to this was to have, to make set work hours for myself so that I didn't have to ask myself every time, okay, what am I going to do now? Am I going to work or am I going to play? Mm, maybe I'll do this or maybe, and then like just this decision, this whole decision-making process cost me so much energy. So then I decided on like day three, I decided, okay, every day I will work mornings and then at 2 p.m. I close my laptop and that actually went better than at home. Like I don't, I just said that <laughs> working half days doesn't work for me, but when I was there, it was actually fine. It was easier at least. So it's hip that I can give anyone who's listening, who struggles with the same problem is, um, having set work hours so that you don't have to think about, am I going to work now every single time? Mm. Uh, do you have any more tips, Satu? Well, I would kind of give the same, like put the limits to where, where you work and what's up for some people. I know it, it helps also to have a separate space for like, this is my working space. I personally like to keep changing that, whether it's in the kitchen or it's in the terrace or wherever it is that you're free to move according to your feeling, but definitely setting the hours is something important. It doesn't have to be the same every day and you're free to, of course, keep changing them depending what is the workload and how you feel like you have the flow on. Of course, you don't have to stop them in a way, but also it's, it's important if you have a partner, for example, that you set the time, okay, this time we finish and we go for dinner. And then, you know, you cannot keep saying, oh, one more email. Oh, I actually have to finish this and that. <laughs> Even I'm so guilty of this. Like, oh my God, <laughs> we all are. <laughs> we all are. But like, you know, it's just to try to at least to have that. Or then you take, uh, you know, you book something on your calendar that you have to go to. Like if it's a salsa class or it's, you know, something you have to do, that then you have to close the laptop and go. I think that's also a great tip. Because then it's also, it's not a question anymore. You have to go. Like, you also know what you're going to do. It's not like, okay, close my laptop. What am I going to do now? Um, which is also this decision that you have to make then. But when you make the decision for yourself already, like <laughs> for your future self, exactly. then I think that's also a great tip. Yeah. 
And that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it very, very much. I would appreciate it even more if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts for me. That way, more people can find this podcast, more people can hear the inspiring stories that we're sharing, and the more people we can impact for the better. So thank you so much if you are going to leave a review. I really appreciate you. And I will see you in the next episode.